Like Call It What You Want, which we know is your favorite podcast about the beautiful game, Viore is committed to delivering a great experience for everyone, which is highlighted by their new perspective on performance apparel. Everything is designed to work out in, but doesn't look or feel like it. In fact, I'm rocking their Stratotech polo right now, along with their Sunday performance jogger pants, so I can be business on top when I'm on camera, but super comfortable on the bottom. And it's just the best. Fiori gear is incredibly versatile, and it can be used for just about any activity. Running, training, swimming, lounging around, hosting podcasts, doing errands, whatever your heart desires, because Viore is an investment in your happiness. And for our listeners, they are offering 20% off your first purchase. So go get yourself some of the most comfortable and versatile clothing on the planet at viore.com slash call it. That's V-U-O-R-I dot com slash call it. Not only will you receive 20% off your first purchase, but enjoy free shipping on any U.S. orders over $75 and free returns. Go to viore.com slash call it and discover the versatility of Viore clothing. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. everybody welcome to in soccer we trust it is just myself and jimmy trash can cream cheese conrad dino conrad right now charlie davies gonna be joining us here very soon but we're gonna get straight into it with jimmy because he's on location he's close to all the energy but for those of you who maybe don't know which would be crazy to be watching this show right now but maybe the algorithms fed you the u.s are on to the knockout rounds after a one nil win over iran a courageous performance jimmy how you feeling you're dressed up in what looks like your onesie uh, your yes. American flag onesie. Is that, is that correct? Yes. Uh, that means first and foremost that I'm extremely comfortable. And, and second, it means that, uh, I'm having the time of my life here. He, the fact that we made the knockout rounds, the fact that we didn't lose any games, the fact that we had two consecutive clean sheets in the world cup for the first time in us soccer history. I'm just proud of the guys. I put a tweet out that I'm feeling all warm and fuzzy inside, and that has not subsided since the final whistle blew. And how are you feeling, Heath? I mean, you look fantastic. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm feeling good. You know, somebody somebody had, had had commented to you on the like we almost crapped it away in the second half, and I was like, what What did you think was going to be different, right? For both teams needing to to get a certain result to go on to the knockout rounds, what could you possibly think was going to be different that the U.S. would control it? I mean, I've got a lot of thoughts on certain performances that I think need to be improved and could be better, but Overall, that fight that this team had on a day that I don't think we had a ton of eights and nines, right? I thought there was a few performances that I thought were borderline subpar for the standard that we needed to get the result. But here we are now with a 1-0 win off of heroics. Christian Pulisic, by the way, is a player that I spent 40 minutes thinking about going, man, this guy just really doesn't have it right now in the national team. Like he kind of was having trouble finding it, trying to do too much again, trying to find the rhythm up the right side. We had so many good uh, attacks. And he couldn't find it. And then I was quickly reminded around the 40th minute of just, he's a hero. And he's got that, yeah. he's a game changer. He's got that in him that he can have that bad day, but he can deliver for us. And he did just, just that for, for the U.S. national team going out at half, obviously. But Jimmy, what's your overall take of this performance, both collectively as a team? And then I want to get into some of these performances of, uh, of individuals in the squad. Yeah, of course, of course. I think overall it was solid. I thought that the first half, very similar to the other first halves that we had against all of our opponents, we were in control. And that is really promising. That, that does pump me up about what this team is capable of. And even when we don't have our best performance, I think this is one of the things that I do admire about the Englands and, I don't know, the Spains and even the Netherlands that we we're going to play in the next rounds. They haven't necessarily played well either, but they still know how to grind out and get results and finish in the top of their group and you get into the knockout rounds. And I think we're starting to get into that and demonstrate that we're a team that can run with anybody. It's not always going to be pretty. And we might not always make the the best lineup selections. And I actually want to talk to you about Cameron Carter-Vickers coming in for Walker and and Josh Sargent coming back into the team. We can get into that. I'm sure everybody wants to. But yeah, I just thought it was a good, solid performance for 60 minutes. And then when we 
could sense that it was getting closer to crunch time. And obviously we made some changes that reflected that when we brought Walker in, who I thought was immense, right? Obviously backing up the, the, Matt, the ball that went through Matt Turner's legs and just winning a lot of headers. Yeah. My only fear is that when you start to get defensive, then the whole team starts to play defensive. And, and uh, that's what we, we – we just invited a lot of more pressure than maybe we needed to. But that's part of our maturity and, and our maturation and our evolution. And, you know, I'm just buzzing. We didn't lose any games, Heath. And I think that says something about this group and about our yeah. resilience. And, and we still got a, a result that we needed. And to, to, to speak about your point with Christian, I love that whole sequence. I mean, Tyler Adams plays it back to Weston McKinney, who actually lets it roll across his body and hit it first time to a well-timed run to Serginho Dest who then heads it back across. Christian recognizes what, how everything's going down and just is brave enough and, and determined enough to get into a sp- space to make sure that we get that goal. And obviously, apparently he's at the hospital now getting checked up on some abdominal issues. Hopefully he's okay. But uh, yeah, I mean, there's a lot to be proud of. And, and sometimes you have to roll up your sleeves and you have to fight for it and you have to earn it. Or more often than not, that's what you have to do to get anything positive in your life or on the field or whatever it is. And I think that this is a team that has shown me some things that we saw. We talked about it before in the Nations League. We talked about it before in the Gold Cup. And we thought, yeah. okay, can they show this in a World Cup? Those are, those are their own competitions, but the World Cup's something different. And I think we've demonstrated yeah. that. And there's a lot to, to be proud of. We can definitely sit here and nitpick, and we probably will, because uh, we want to be balanced in our, in our stuff. Yeah. But I'm just, I'm just, I'm just thrilled. I'm, I'm thrilled for the guys. Yeah. I'm excited that we have another game. And, and uh, these guys have earned that. I think some of the I think the, one of the hardest times that that for me as as an expert or an analyst um, uh, deals with is is when you know you've been in this situation before, right? And you've felt that, and you know how hard it is to get out of these games with all three points that get you into the knockout rounds, or get out of a qualifying game with the result, knowing how difficult it is, because you leave knowing with that sort of sour taste in your mouth, your stomach's turning a little bit, going like, I probably didn't play very well, I probably didn't play my best, I could have done better. And we're bringing on Charlie right now. Charlie, I'm going to finish this thought and we'll get to you. But that's the hard part, right? Is you know what it's like to go through that. And sometimes you just need to be able to get that result. On the flip side, you want to be critical of certain moments that I think that the U.S. throughout the, get, throughout the match, I thought could have been better to understand the time and the place to put their foot on the ball, to keep the ball, to actually take chances. And I feel like some of that rhythm is still off in our team. But looking back at this, we were on the verge of saying – oh man, this team just went after it and they made all these mistakes and they had chances we didn't convert. And look at that, we're going to leave here with three points on the tournament. To now getting that one big chance, Christian Pulisic, who I thought was bang average up to that point, delivers the hero moment that we expect of him and reminds me again of the type of player that he is as opposed to the one that needs to take over games for 90 minutes and what his role in this national team could be when you see the quality that we have around him. But Charlie, just come to you real quick. I mean, we're just sort of getting into the game a little bit. What's your overall take from the team? We're going to talk about individual performances, some mm-hmm. of the decisions Greg Berhalter made, as well as sort of how the match played out. But, but I guess holistically, what's your take on this match? If I see one negative comment, <clears throat> considering we are advancing <laughs> out of the group, unbeaten, have not given up a goal through the run of play, only a I'll penalty. tell you what, the, the Berhalter haters... They got to live with it now because we talked about that being the goal. He gets, you know, he gets the pass. You get to the knockout rounds. doesn't matter how. Well, Extend that contract. It, it's, not even, <laughs> it's not even a matter of how because it's not ugly. We've played well this tournament. So I, I don't want to hear Greg Berhalter this or Greg Berhalter that. At the end of the day, these guys performed. It was the right group. And for, from today, there, there, are, there are two players that I really want to single out. Well, one, we all know. Tyler Adams, absolute beast, player of the tournament for the U.S. Every game brings it, sets the tone on and off the pitch. Incredible captain. But Josh Sargent was a beast today. Josh Sargent, hold up play, his involvement, the runs, both sides of the ball, defending, checking back. Just Josh Sargent brought his A game today. And I don't know if I would have picked him to play today, but after today, he's the nine. He's yeah. the nine. Didn't, didn't yeah, get I, a, a great opportunity yeah. to score, but in terms of his involvement and what he brought to the table and his unselfishness in that final third, got to play. Jimmy, do you agree with that in terms of his role? Because in the big moments, right? And I'm going to get into Haji Wright and, and the, his lack of what I thought were big moments or what he needed to do in the big moments. But when Josh Sargent, ball scrapping, 50-50 balls, in my mind, I'm like, oh, here comes another turnover. Here comes another turnover because he's in a tough position 
and he got out of most of those and made the right decision. Do you agree with 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 Charlie's assessment of, oh, of Josh Sargent's role? I mean, I don't want to get yeah, it twisted. He didn't have this glorious game where he's like, you know, the way that we want a striker to be. But no, he did but exactly he what we needed effective. him to do. <clears throat> but yeah, I agree. I think effective is the right word that Charlie's using. His hold of play, I thought, was very good today. Maybe the best we've seen from him in, in quite some time. Uh, his his ability to his his I, I guess on both sides, the way he's pressing, the way that first line of defense and making it more predictable for everybody behind him, I thought was very good. Uh, his willingness to to make bankless runs into the channels. I mean, I loved every part of it. I, I guess when you say Haji right, the thing I think about was the thing at the end where it was like a three v two. And he hits the most tame cross into the goalkeeper to allow them to keep it alive instead of just taking mm. it into the corner and killing the game off. So that's a big mark for me against Haji Wright because there should have been some more recognition. But that was, Jimmy, that was one of five things with Haji Wright at the end of the game where he just looked clueless. Yeah. He looked to step yeah. off. He looked to step slow, whether it's holding the ball to, to draw a foul, whether it's making the right decisions on the ball, whether it's the right type of movement. He just looked off. And it, yeah. was, it, was, it was just a very I, bizarre thing to me um, to, to see it because – all you've got at that point is energy, right? Just find a way to be effective. And when you get that moment to say, I'm going to put my foot on the ball, I'm going to draw a foul, I'm going to take it to the corner flag, I'm going to yeah. be busy, I'm going to scrap and fight. He just sort of looked like he was out there trying to figure out what to do. Mm-hmm. Oh, he went robot on us. Uh, you, you gone robot on us and froze yeah. a little bit on your, on your screen, so we might be losing you. Charlie, I'll come to you until Jimmy comes <laughs> back. But what, what yeah. was your take – on the flip side, we're obviously giving the sergeant the start for the next game for his performance because of mm-hmm. what he did. And not necessarily. I, I know people still want more. We all want more from our striker. But the reality no, is no. we came into this game saying we don't have a striker. We don't mm-hmm. have a nine that has proven anything to us that makes us believe that this person needs to play every game. He did enough to show that with the quality of the players around him, he can play a role. And that role was really good today. So flipping that over to Haji Wright, Mm-hmm. What was what was your take on just his, his limited minutes? Because I was pretty disappointed, if I'm honest. Yeah, disappointing. I mean, it's it's, and let's also go into it's a tough role to come into where you're just fighting to keep the ball. You're you're trying to earn fouls. You're you're trying to hold the ball up in the corners and waste time. It's not a glamorous role, and but that's what you have to do. He he didn't really show enough for me. So it, it's, yeah. it, and same thing. If, if you're looking at uh, the, the substitution, Shaq Moore yeah. has not done a single thing to say, man, we need to lock down the defense. We need a, 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 a right back to scared. come in. He looks scared. He looks a little nervous. He's making nervous. bad decisions. And he cr- gives the ball moments, away. Which I understand. That's Fouls. tough, man. Just not it. This- not it. Just, there, there, there's no confidence fr- from, from him when he comes into the game. So Haji yeah. Wright and, and uh, Shaq Moore. And Shaq Moore has come in and – uh, both instances ha- hasn't given a, really a positive uh, yeah. since he's since he's been on the Jimmy. pitch. But um, hi, yeah, Sergeant Sergeant has 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 done what is needed in the game, right? And that's what you look for as a nine. If you're not getting opportunities, how do you affect the game? He ran, made runs into the channel. He checked for the ball. He won the ball back in transition. He won the ball back in and when they were had possession, winning the ball back for the team. Um, he was good in he the laid air. the ball off simply when the when the game was underneath him. He laid it off yes. and went back up top, which so, is just things that we take for granted sometimes. But this national mm-hmm. team has struggled to, to to have those that many sequences in a game with their nine that are positive. Yes, and Jimmy, I know you uh, wanted, you were saying something. So no, 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 I don't remember what I was saying before. And apologies for dropping off. Well, Jimmy, let's but... talk. Let's talk about Cameron Carter Vickers then. Well, uh, yes. Okay, what was your take on on him getting the start there? Because I've got some thoughts on it, but I want to hear yours first. Yeah, on just I mean, it's, going it's, with that as a difference. Obviously, it looks really good bringing Walker Zimmerman on at the end to be able to be a big body in a back five. But what, what, I mean, what was your overall take in his performance as well as the decision that Greg Berhalter made? Yeah, I think that um, I was a little surprised. I we've seen evidence before in, in previous World Cups, or and you can see it in the club. We may have oh, lost Jimmy man. again. They they blocked I think his we, uh, they yeah. blocked his wife. I think they blocked him again. But I'll yeah. give I'll give you my take, Charlie, while we're waiting for Jimmy. And and mm-hmm. is that <clears throat> with regard to this? And obviously, um, we'll throw up a few graphics uh, at, at certain points throughout the show for those of you that are watching this live. But Cameron Carter Vickers to me looked reactive the entire game and proactive. not proactive. And that makes me really nervous. It's the same Wait, thing you, that I saw with Mark McKenzie at times. Reactive and not proactive. Yes. I, I don't agree with that at you all. You don't agree with that? No. I, I think I, I think I, he took good angles. 
Um, he, he's not the fastest player, so he has to no. read the game. I thought he anticipated well. The first, the first play uh, is the 12th minute, exactly, um, just at the, the, the turn of the 12th minute, uh, 13th minute. Cam Carter-Vickers wins a challenge on a ball to Taremi, and Taremi was checking for the ball. And if you don't win this challenge, he turns and he goes and he's gone. Yeah. He was positive nah, I mean, today for me. I, I, I see. That's where I'm. I'm. I'm not. I, I wasn't as hot on 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 him. Just in terms of his positioning at times, where to be, when to go, when to stay. I was. I mean, again, I'm I, as a defender. I'm watching him more proactively. You, you got to watch um, throughout the match. Again. You got to watch. Yeah, him I, I'll watch. I'll watch it over again. But it was more in like crunch times. There was times that I think that he was reactive and and playing almost again. This is the same thing that I think Eric Palmer Brown suffers from. This is what I think. Um, uh, Mark McKenzie suffers from in the national team a little bit of that hesitance of that I don't want to say lack of belief but that that lack of just trusting themselves at all times to go and make that play for the fear that it might be that fatal error right of just deciding to go but seeing just that little bit of time pass to where now he's arriving late and there's this gap or how he's when he's pinching in and out overall though this team performance to go out against this Iran team who only needed a draw mm-hmm. for a team that had never been in this position before with all these young players on Eunice Musa's 20th birthday, uh, was incredible. Now, I thought Eunice Musa got, got kind of knackered there by the end, but an incredible performance from him. And if there was anything that I was going to take away in terms of being critical, was again, right when you were coming on, I was talking about being a little bit better at understanding the moments of the game and the flow of the game, right? When does Timo Weah put his foot on the ball? Now, I'm never going to discredit him for his energy. I'm never going to discredit Anthony Robinson for his energy. But there were times where you just go... Is it better to just put your foot on and keep it? Is it better to, to do something else with the ball than maybe turn it over? Those types of little decisions, knowing that, hey, we've been defending for long periods, or now we've opened up the game, we're a little bit exposed. What are those moments, and how can we be a little bit better in them? That's really looking under a microscope. But overall, I thought the performance was phenomenal. Jimmy, good to see you again. Yeah. Uh, we were just hey, everybody. About, um, just, before you even go, so, Jim – he thinks Cameron Carter Vickers was reactive and not proactive today and, and didn't rate his performance where I said, you got to watch that tape over because the thing that stood out to me is when Cameron Carter Vickers was in possession, you, you weren't worried when Walker Zimmerman's in possession, you're, you're on your toes. You're like, Oh God, don't, no, that, don't make that right. Yeah. Wrong pass. I think for me, Cameron Carter Vickers was solid throughout the whole game. He anticipated plays. He lacks speed. But you wouldn't have known that just because he was cutting off. He's taking the right angles, and I thought every challenge he made, it was it, it was solid. There there was no there was not a big glaring mistake other than at the end when he pulls Taremi. But he also did it in a clever way where he put him off enough to make contact, but not enough to give a foul away. Yeah, I'll just say he did. I can't believe oh, we're losing geez. Jimmy again right now. We've Jim. lost him again. Lost him again. Come I mean, on, look. Well, there's people in there saying there's people in there saying put put Heath on the spot. It's a terrible take. I I mean, I, I'll stand by that. Go back and w- watch him for 90 minutes. <clears throat> His positioning at times was off. <clears throat> when I say reactive, I'm not talking about every single play. Obviously, he did a great job. On the ball, he did a great job. There was a lot of things about his game that were really good. But there was a lot of things throughout the game that made me really nervous when they're coming down that the left side of the field, and More he was the one having to go and make that play. What's that? I said more nervous than Walker. No, I mean, not more nervous than Walker. I'm just talking about the fact that we decided to go with a guy in the third game and put him in into this pressure environment. I think he did fine. But there are situations that made me very nervous that he was in, in terms of there was a moment where there was an offside call where he was running inside and the guy spun out his other shoulder. He had his back turned the wrong way. There's things like that that I go, man, he doesn't have the speed to make up for those types of mistakes. So he does need to be nearly... 99.9% perfect every game in the way that he plays. I thought that he was close to that today, but and he never made a big mistake. But there were still times that I was watching him, watching his movements, the little details that I that made me a little bit nervous at times when I think about the next opponent where the margin of error gets a little bit smaller uh, and 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 you can be punished for it. But you you're, are you going to go with Cameron Carter-Vickers in the next game? Yes, because you look at Holland and the Netherlands how they play, and Cody Gakpo is is incredible a player right now playing insane gonna get sold for a lot of money but Gagpo is is not a player who's who's just going to be running in behind not a player who's just playing in the air the 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 Holland team the Dutch team keep the ball on the ground 
Knowing that, I want a center back who's comfortable with the ball on the ground. And that is Cameron Carter-Vickers. And exactly why Greg Brawlter played Cameron Carter-Vickers over Walker Zimmerman because he wants his center backs closer on the balls, uh, closer on the, uh, closer to the game with being able to play out of the back, playing with the, the ball at his feet. That is what he is. He's comfortable. I was never nervous with him on, on the ball. With, with In regards to the Netherlands, they haven't given me any convincing performance that I'm like, oh my God, we, we can't compete with them. Our center backs, our midfield's better than their midfield. Even though Frankie De Jong's a baller, our midfield mm-hmm. is better than their midfield. Ecuador pounded them. Senegal, yeah. if they had Sadio Mane, they beat the Netherlands. They just did. Okay. They 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 got better as the group stage went on because they were still adjusting to not having Sadio Mane, and it took them a little while. But Sar obviously stepped up, and now he's their guy. But ultimately, if they had Sadio Mane, they beat the Netherlands. Ecuador should have beat the Netherlands. Okay. They they just didn't have a, a great finisher. So if I'm looking yeah. at this game, I'm saying we have everything to knock them off. They're the favorites. We're we're playing with house money right now. They're coming in the Netherlands. Uh, they, they just beat Qatar, who who they're not a, a great opponent. Let's be real. The first opponent not to to even have a point uh, in, in as a host nation. So I like Cameron Carter Vickers. You go with this this group again. That's that, I mean, that would I, be my I, suggestion. I will say this, and we were talking about this uh, just before you came on in terms of Pulisic and his role within this team. Right? I was disappointed, and and again the actions that he had leading up to his big moment. I was disappointed because he took a lot of touches. He slows down the attack. He's constantly coming inside. He kind of crowds space. He's trying to, he's looking for ways to be impactful, but he's not being as impactful as I'd like him to be. Of course, he delivers in the big moment. He's got that X factor. He's got that incredible world-class ability to deliver for this team. But when I look up at the right side of our team, right? When I think about Weston McKinney going up that right side, when I think about Eunice Musa going up that right side, when I connect that with Timothy Weah, when I connect that with Serginho Dest, after what I saw in these last couple of games, I, were, I, I put them in the top category, the top tier of this World Cup in terms of owning a side of the field, in terms of possession, in terms of creativity, in terms of a final pass, in terms of just their ability to compete and earn and own a spot in the field. Do you disagree with that? Uh, I mean, what I'm seeing from the 20, 20th minute on against England mm-hmm. through this match, and yes, Yunus Musa got tired at the end. They were putting in a shift. They were fighting to get into this knockout round. But what I saw from these guys in terms of quality on the ball, confidence, uh, the ability to go forward, the final balls from Serginho Dest, Eunice Musa's ability to push the ball forward, uh, Weston McKinney's ability to drive the ball forward. Within that space, I'm happy with the sergeant high up the field because those guys can create so much for this team. What's, what's your take on that? I, I love what I've seen from Serginho Dest in, in this tournament. Defensive responsibility was always in question. It's not anymore. Wales, not not too much of a threat. England stepped up big time, yeah. And then uh, again in, against Iran, where you have to be sound, have to be sound, just because if you do get exposed, then you're you're forcing Cameron Carter Vickers and Des uh, and Reem to have to kind of put out your fires in, in the transition in the counterattack game. He was spot on, and he was good in the possession, especially today, um, creating chances down the right, whipping balls in. The, the the pass with his head to Christian Pulisic to set up the goal, it had to be spot on. On, 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 on the run, right into the path of Christian Pulisic, perfect. So from that standpoint, Gio Reyna on the right side, um, sorry, Weston McKinney on the right side against England was phenomenal. I think today they switched it up and had Eunice Moose on, down the right side and, and, and played uh, Weston Central. And Weston's delivery was, this was the best game I've seen from Weston in terms of passing. Hit the weight, the right weight uh, on every pass, essentially uh, to the right player. His decision making wasn't forcing it into the to the to the bad um, decisions, the bad cha- bad spots of the field. So, yeah, I'm I'm pumped up. Yeah. What, I would let's say, go. We're in the next I, round. I, I, I would Everybody. say I would say I would say our transition when we did make mistakes was unbelievable. Right. Anytime that Iran were trying to counterattack, if they didn't go to goal, which a lot of times they put their foot on the ball for one second, we had seven players back. Didn't matter who, we had seven players putting all that stuff to, to rest. Now, there's, there's, we, can, we can go down into the trenches of nitpicking every single type of, uh, of moment of the game. But this team put in a fight. They put in a shift. They had a game plan. It was clear. And, and I'm starting to see what I believe is, is potential realized 
in the quality of the squad. When I think about Holland, like you said, when I think about Netherlands, I am not worried. Of course they're the favorites. Of course they've got Cody Gakpo, who's going to go for some massive contract to Man City or Liverpool or Barcelona, wherever he ends up. But we've got some quality players too. Mm-hmm. And I don't think we're outmatched by any means. Is it going to be a dogfight? Absolutely. But can we dogfight? We've proven that. We've proved that against England. We've proved that at times against Wales. We've proved that against Iran. And now we're in the, the second part of that where we're starting to see that quality come to life, right? And when Sergio Des comes up, having a good final ball, that's the things that are going to keep us from getting transitioned or countered on is being able to know that if Sergio Des is going to take risks going forward, he's got to be unbelievable going forward. And he is doing that right now. So for me, I'm super excited <clears throat> about this team, super excited about it all coming together. Charlie, before we take a quick break and talk about some of the changes that we think might need to be made, mm-hmm. whether that's tactical or personnel uh, heading into this, <clears throat> this game against the Netherlands, is there any final takes that you wanted from this match in terms of individual performers, ones that you wanted to see perhaps do a little bit better, um, you know, maybe a, a, a system or a style that you wanted to see a little bit differently? I mean, give me, give me something else before we head to our first and only break of the show. There, there is not a, a negative one negative for me uh, on this team, the starting team. And, you know, I, I, I commend Greg for putting in Cameron Carter Vickers for this game because you needed a center back who was comfortable with the ball at his feet. That's a massive change that I don't think anyone saw coming. And Tyler Adams is again, I knew he was going to be the most important part of this team going into the tournament, but his performances have far exceeded, um, anything that, 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 that I saw just consistency. So for, for me, he's, he's got to be up there for, you know, a, a bit, he's ready for a big move um, after, yeah. after this season or, or the next, just because he he's, he's that guy right now. Uh, Eunice Musa was a little quiet today. He had some good moments, but ultimately the game uh, against Wales and, and, and today, not, not a, enough. I'd say Weston McKinney took a huge yeah. step up. Hopefully he's recovered. Uh, for the game against the Netherlands, but I, I just hope Josh Sargent's okay because if he's yeah. not able to play, Haji Wright's not the guy to start against the Netherlands. I wouldn't be surprised if we saw Jesus Ferreira come into the team, even though he hasn't played a single minute, because you need someone who's who's good at the ball at their feet and and can also make runs in behind and hold up play is going to be crucial. I mean, Van Dyke, you're talking about Virgil Van Dyke, uh, up up against you. So there's a lot of question marks with that position. If Josh Sargent is not able to, to play. Well, we're going to talk about personnel after this. Obviously we want to get into Brennan Aronson, Gio Reyna, some of the players that haven't featured as much. Are we doing, are we going about this the right way? And again, if I'm spending all my time talking about how Anthony Robinson or Timothy way, can just be a little bit sharper at times of knowing when to put their foot on the ball, when to, when, when, when to keep the ball, when to have a change of speed or a change of direction. I think we're in a really great position. So listen, everybody, we're going to take our first and only break of the show. When we come back, Charlie and I are going to keep breaking this down for you, so don't go anywhere. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back, everybody. Uh, if you were just uh, watching that uh, in visual form uh, on the live YouTube show, you saw there was some Christian Pulisic in there. If you want Christian Pulisic's jersey, go on over to soccer.com. Uh, join the Gold Club loyalty program where $5 membership could get somebody up to 10% off every order for life. So go over to soccer.com and get your Pulisic jersey, especially after those heroics that he had. Come on now. Support the guy. Right, he's getting plenty of support, but he's doing well. Charlie, now let's talk about... Um, you know, we're going to, again, for everybody's reference, uh, we're excited because we get to keep on bringing these previews to you guys because the U.S. is moving on. Round of 16 against Holland, who I actually like that matchup. Somebody was asking me yesterday, um, who do you want to play? Actually, it was Lucho Garcia was asking me, and I was, I was focused on, I think Ecuador would be our best matchup coming out, of, coming out of that group. Well, Ecuador is out now, right? And so our options are Senegal and Holland. And between those two teams, I like the way we match up against Holland. So, Charlie, looking at that game, and again, we're going to do a full preview for you guys coming up, both live and you can get it on demand uh, wherever you get your podcast from. Uh, 
Are there any changes you're looking at? And maybe it's a little bit too early to break down kind of how we match up and line up with them. But are you rolling out the same starting team based on the way that they played in this match, considering all things considered that that, that, that the team is fit and healthy? Well, I, I really hope that Christian Pulisic is is okay and, and then Josh Sargent. Josh Sargent was massive today. Mm-hmm. He was absolutely massive in every phase of the game. He, he didn't, you know, ultimately get a golden chance and you, you expect him to, to finish. But outside of goal scoring, he impacted the game in every way. I am so pleased and proud of how he's bounced back because it, it felt like he was in the zone tonight. There was, there was not an ounce of, of, ah, and I love the play where he came inside in the two V one towards the end of the first half and played, um, Timothy way who, who, who made a smart run to overlap him at the last second at the top of the box. And his, his touch let him down. Timothy way didn't get it out in front of him, but Sergeant was, was fantastic. Yeah. If, if I had to add somebody and, and I see a lot of people, you know, where's Gio Reyna? You know, a lot of people in the, the YouTube comment sections, where's Gio Reyna, Gio Reyna. You can't go from not playing at all to starting. It's just not going to happen. And he's still not, he's still not there yet, guys. He's, he's not, still not he's, there. Even, even Eric Winalda came back out. There yet. Even Eric Winalda came out and apologized for the comments that he was making, saying that aye, it was aye, between aye. two dads. Between two dads talking and that, you know, obviously he took it all oh, out was, of context was, and wanted no, to apologize. He, he, that was he, tail between the legs. He said everything legs. he meant. G- yeah. Eric Winalda got called out and he normally he's like, oh, I'm going to stick to my work. He cuddled, curled back into his little cave uh, yeah. after regretting what he said because he throws everything out, out and hopes it sticks. And he got caught. So uh, it's one of those things where – don't don't even bring him up because he's just throwing stuff and doesn't make sense and is just looking for clicks. Yeah. Gio Reyna's hey. not fully fit. That is why he's not playing. Gio Reyna is so talented, supremely talented. We know how good he is, but he's not fully fit. That's why he's not playing. That, well, that's, that's, that's it. in There's reference, no by the way, to the, to, the, to the Switch's comment about Cam- Carter Vickers went from not playing to starting, though. That is different. You're talking about a guy with some 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 – sort of reoccurring injuries over the last 18 months. He's in, he's out, he's in, he's out. And obviously they're talking about something going on with him right now. We're not talking about Cameron Carter-Vickers. We're not talking about not playing and then playing. I mean, look at half the players in this tournament are coming from clubs where they're not playing consistently and they go straight into starting in World Cup matches. So I don't think it's that. There's a lot of nuance to, to what's going on with, with Gio Reyna and the injuries that he's sustained over the last uh, year plus that he's been battling to get back to full fitness and full health. So... Looking at that, I, I still feel like we haven't gotten the most out of Brendan Aronson in the role that he's playing as a super sub. I liked him as a super sub. I still continue to think I, he leaves me with, with more to be desired when he's on the field in terms of his impact. He comes into these games, and they're World Cup games. They're chaos, right? Mm-hmm. He's putting in the shift. He's, he's got the energy. He's doing those things. But there's not really that moment for him to shine. And those shining moments are like when the team's collectively pressing, winning the ball up the field, creating that energy to go forward. Right now, he's bringing us that uh, spark off the bench energy to close out games, which I don't love. Um, but I think he's a better option than anything else we have out there, aside from Gio Reyna, who's I don't think is the guy you put on to, to put in a, a defensive shift to close out games. No, um, Gio Reyna would, would have brought on if we needed a goal uh, late on. But in terms of bringing Gio Reyna on to defend, that's you're not bringing him on to defend. But I do like him in a matchup versus the Netherlands because – the Netherlands, the way that they play, there's a lot of space for those attacking players because the Netherlands like to keep possession. There's a lot of east-west and not so much north-south. They're not very direct. They, they they like to play with the ball. And in transition, you can hurt the Netherlands. And Van Dijk and, and Ake, as as two of the, the, the back three, they they are big defenders and not great when it comes to playing tricky tricky players players who can play one-twos and, and good on the ball. When games are predictable and you're trying to play in behind them, they're good at covering. But in terms of playing one-twos and following runners out of midfield, that's when Reyna is going to be a, a real asset to us in this game. And I fully expect Gio Reyna to come in as a substitute and get plenty of time against Holland, which would be massive. Um, but uh, in, in terms of this group right now, they got to be buzzing. They have to be yeah. absolutely buzzing because Netherlands are right for the picking. This is a game where we can come in and and, and shock them. Yep. I fully agree. And, and the Gio Reyna one, 
It, you know, it's easy to keep saying the next game, the next game. But people don't realize that you're talking about a month of time that he's been in the trenches of getting physical work, of getting back to the level that they want him to. There is no nobody's questioning how good Gio Reyna is or how can he help this national team or can mm-hmm. he be impactful? Can he be the X factor in getting us a result against the Netherlands? We're talking about his ability to go out and play free and do the job that's asked of him, but also play the way that you know that he's capable of playing. That's a lot of things to put in to put together, especially with somebody who clearly they're 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 working through some 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 issues. Now, Greg Berhalter, uh, Chuck Wagon went with an all Euro lineup, which uh, you know. The Twitter sphere rejoiced uh, because we eliminated all Major League Soccer players until the tweets started coming out of saying Matt Turner came from MLS. You know, Tyler Adams came from MLS. Uh, Weston McKinney came from MLS. Uh, you know, uh, across the board, starting to look at it uh, and, and through the context of that, Timo Weah came from uh, I don't think MLS. Weston, so, I don't think Weston really counts for that. Why doesn't Weston count? How, how many games did he play for FC Dallas? It's, no, it's not about MLS. It's not about first team. Minutes. I'm, I'm talking about MLS Academies. playing in MLS. Like, probably, oh, yeah. probably Tim, can't Tim count. Away doesn't count. No. Um, you know, then you're really talking about Tyler Adams, right? And Matt Turner. Yes. Um, but and, two, two very important pieces. Yeah. I but agree. We, we, we're uh, not even in the World Cup without MLS players. So that the, the, the point that people are making about MLS, like, okay, we get it. But let's not, let's not forget most of these players, they they are coming together right now to represent our country and and perform in a in a way that makes us proud. They're doing that. Let's be positive. Like I said after the yeah. the after the last game, come into this Iran game and expect for them to perform. And they did. And I see people saying, "Well, how are we going to beat Holland if we didn't score a goal? We can't score goals. We scored a goals. What do you mean? We scored a goal to beat Iran. We scored a goal to to beat uh, to against Wales when we were unfortunately gave up a penalty. But well, that- uh, ultimately, we can score goals, and we need to be sound defensively. And Holland opened themselves up. Yeah. Holland are gonna be, are gonna leave us gaps. They're gonna give us opportunities. Now it's on us to finish those chances. But if we yeah. keep continue to keep clean sheets, I mean, come on. Well, yeah. I mean, I mean, listen to this. We, we've got uh, we've got a lot of people upset about us being uh, rejoicing on the U.S. beating and uh, uh, beating How are we Iran not? in the way that we did. What people don't realize, and I hope they do. But when you watch another game in the World Cup, when you watch Ecuador play today against, against Senegal, when you watch the other matches taking place, the rest of these match, uh, final match day, group stage matches, if you think most of these teams that are on the verge of in or out, Ecuador as an example, are not suffering, are not playing ugly, are not scrapping, are not stressed, if you think that there's anybody that is just playing somebody off the pitch, uh, and sending them home when there's something on the line, you are out of your mind. Watch the games. Mm-hmm. Watch the games. The U.S. actually, I think, kept it together better than a lot of teams that were just trying to hold on for dear life or trying to get in to the knockout rounds by squeaking something out in the end. Like, I'm actually proud of the way that they did because guess what? Against Holland, if Holland is losing 1-0 to the U.S. in the final 30 minutes, they are going to do anything as ugly as they can to get a result. If the U.S. are down... They're going to go after Holland. You know who's going to play ugly? Holland are. It's not going to be beautiful. They're not going to just work the ball around and just go, yeah, easy 1-0. This is a World Cup. This is not one game of a 38-game season. This is a big deal. And people are going to say, throw throw the baby out with the bathwater. I don't care about the style of play. I don't care about those things. We are going to scrap and fight and grind out this result. And the U.S. did that. At a certain point, we've got to give them some credit for that. I would love for them to play everybody off the pitch. I would love for them to do what England did to Wales today like that and just comfortably work through it with players off their bench starting in this game with Phil Foden coming into the match. I would love to see that. But right now, they achieved their their first goal was get to the knockout round. They did that. And we shouldn't be critical about how they did that. Can things be better? Absolutely. But it doesn't matter how good we play. We can always find things to be better. Spot on, Heath. Well said. Well said. We got through. People doubted this whole damn time. And, uh, and, and you know, it, it's, I guess it's natural for people to always say, mm, it's not good enough. We're not doing this. You know, Berhalter's not doing this. We got to a World Cup. We're out of the, of, of the group stage. We're into the knockout rounds. Anything's possible now. Let's go. Get behind man, this team. I, I, I'm, what I'm what still more re- do you need? You know, what, and, what, and what those do you are, need to say, man? I'm a believer. Let's go. These guys are 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 putting in a performance. Like, 
Come on, boy. Come on. Yeah, I, I, I agree. And I think, uh, again, we've got to rally around this team. Of course, the last 30 minutes were stressful. Could the team have been better? For sure. Was I screaming at Yunus Musa when he was causing fouls down by the 18 or he looked <laughs> tired? For sure. I was screaming like everybody was. When Anthony Robinson keeps running uh, and, and into the sideline, I get really pissed off about that sort of stuff. But in the grander context of things, if that's what we're focusing on and we leave with that point, I would love for Iran to chase us around the field. You're talking about a nation in turmoil. You don't think they were going to make it difficult for us to grind out that result? Of course they were. And you talk about you know uh, the stress and the fight or whatever and Greg Berhalter. Greg Berhalter can't do anything in the last 10 minutes or 20 minutes of these games. He can make substitutions to come on and bring energy, but that's on the players to hold the ball. That's on Haji Wright to decide to go to the corner flag instead of taking a shot. That's on Timothy Weyad to turn go, play the ball the other way, or Eunice Musa not to give up a foul in the box uh, near the box that gave up a, a chance. That's on the players. That's not on anybody else. And there is a game. There's a little bit of luck that comes with that. And then there's a lot of, of fight and effort and preparation that comes with that as well. The U.S. deserved to beat Iran, and they beat Iran. And it yes. doesn't matter how they did it. They're now in the knockout rounds. I mean, I'm, 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 I'm and, bewildered and, at what point people are going to be excited or proud. Okay, maybe not excited in the way we play, but just proud. No, but proud. Let's, say, let's say England for the England match. You, we should be proud of the way we played. We were the better team. We didn't finish our chance. And the one golden chance was Weston McKinney's and Christian Pulisic was the half chance that he created on his own to, to hit the crossbar. But we should be proud. I felt so proud of this damn team because they competed with the best team in the group. One of the favorites for the World Cup, considering all the players that they have, the talent, the experience. We were the better team over 90 minutes. But yeah. I, I love the fact that we can be, we can critique. We're not we're we're not saying you can't analyze and critique. What we're saying right, is two shutouts in the group stages. Don't two shutouts in the group stages. Don't Unbeaten in the group stages. It's an it's 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 like look at like look at these details. Unbeaten in the group stages. Two shutouts in the group stages for the first time ever. Yes, it is not the most beautiful things, but there are times that it is beautiful. There are times that we're playing well. Am I critical of of Shaq Moore coming in over the other options that we brought for the nineteen right backs? For sure. Do I think he's the right guy to come into those matches? I think he's proven that he, he's not, and not there yet. I think you can go with somebody else. Do I think Haji Wright uh, did his job in the way that I hoped that he would when he came on? Absolutely not. Those are things you can put on Greg Berhalter, for sure. But in the way that this team plays and this way that this team's fighting, we, at a certain point, we got to give some credit, too. I mean, these numbers are pretty incredible, and it's an exciting mm -hmm. time. So I know it's not the, 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 the overwhelming um, sentiment of, of everybody in, in – uh, uh, in, in the chat right now, but I, I, but I do want people to have some perspective that when we drew and, and blamed it all on Walker Zimmerman because he made a huge mistake against Wales and we were talking about fire Burhalter, MLS players, this, this team's going to go out, blah, 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 blah. It's 2026. Let's focus on that. You know who's doing that right now? Canada. You know who's doing that right now? Ecuador. They're talking about 2026 <laughs> because they had a chance to go through and they are out. Because Canada played really well, dominated Belgium, didn't get the result. They are out. They're talking about proud to be in the World Cup for the first time. Alfonso Davies scoring Canada's first ever goal. That's amazing for them. And that could have been us. And we could have been focusing on that. But now we're focusing on Holland. And that's something that we should be extremely proud of. And yes, details do matter. They're going to get better. But uh, Charlie, sorry, I'm well, on a little were, bit of were, a... You were Bob Bradley right there. Yeah. yeah I'm, Details yeah. do matter. That was yeah, They do matter. Like we, yeah. I'm not going to sit and say that there weren't things that drove me nuts throughout the game. I was pacing back and forth. When they put nine minutes on the board, I was like, we don't have it. We're going to try. <laughs> we're going to tie this game. We're going, we're going home. Because this team does not have nine minutes. Yunus uh, Musa had minus nine minutes in the 80th minute. And yeah. he grinded that out. And we fought. I, I would say the, 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 the only thing that's really hurt me, uh, I wouldn't say hurt me, but is has taken away is the substitutions for me have not been have not been good. Jack I, Moore, I agree. someone's got to answer those questions. Jordan Morris coming in against Wales. Shaq Moore giving up fouls, giving away possession. Nothing show, speaks de defense to me, and and shoring up the back line. Uh, for me, I it's the, the, those tactical decisions uh, with substitutions have not been good. That's the one negative. That is the one negative all. throughout this whole group stage. Starters, phenomenal. The starters who have come to play, they've done it. Substitutions and, and change, tactical changes have not been good. So mm -hmm. given that, 
We're doing the damn thing. Let's go. We're into the next round. Substitutions and tactics adjustments in the game have not been good. So for me, that's the one negative among the, the massive positive positive. And I'm still happy. I'm, I'm we're going to the next round. Let's go. But yeah. against Holland, you, you can't continue to make poor substitutions and poor tactical adjustments in a game and keep t- and, and think you're going to move on because that's not going to happen. So We've gotten away with it to this point. It's not going to happen anymore. Um, considering you're playing against the Netherlands in the knockout round, those those tactical tactical adjustments have to be on point from here on out. Look, That's I liked Walker Zimmerman. I liked Walker Zimmerman coming in for a back five to close it out. I liked I liked um, I liked Kellen Acosta coming in to to bring some energy to that midfield Shaq that Moore? I thought had been. Haji right? Shaq Moore, Haji right? No, thank you. Okay. I'm 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 saying a couple of those circumstantially made sense for me, mm-hmm. right? Walker Zimmerman won 90% of those, the balls to close out that game in the air to, to deny that. I thought that was a good substitution. I thought it made sense. Put the big guy in the middle of the thing, even though he missed a couple of those headers uh, in the end that, that caused that chaos. But by and large, was doing well in that situation. Kellen Acosta coming a lot of ground, being the guy that we know he's going to be. He's not going to give you a ton of upside going forward, but circumstantially it made sense. But the Shaq Moore... And the Haji Wright, Haji Wright made sense to me when it happened. But when I look back at the performance, I was like, man, you got to do more. You so, got to so, do more. So, so in saying that, who goes into that position? In that time, I thought you put Timothy Weah there and you just play him into the channel and let him waste time. Yeah. No need to hold the ball up there. Just play in the channel, let him run onto it. Iran are throwing numbers forward. That space is wide open. And bring in a, a more defensive player. Bring in somebody... Whether it's Yedlin, whether it's because Shaq Moore is definitely not the player you're bringing in, I think, from here on out. Just yeah. he just looks unsure. He just looks he a little look, nervous. He looks yes. a little nervous. Yeah. He's, so, he's second guessing himself. The flick on on the on the long cross, the mm-hmm. short short pass to nobody, the, the 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 fouls. Like those kinds of things are are like, you know, you know what it's like when you've given that bad turnover in a game and, and then all of a sudden that that lactic acid just drenches your body, you know, that adrenaline kicks <laughs> oh, in. Oh boy, do and I you know go that like lactic acid. Man, am I Am I am I running up a hill right now? Because I just got in this game, uh, and so yeah, that's the reality. Yeah, a hundred percent. But I I think we're we're onto something here. We 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 got out of the group. That was the main goal. The second goal: Can we play well? Can can we be proud of these performances? Hell to the yeah. I still think the England performance from from minute one to ninety was probably the most encouraging, just because. We know what England are, who they are, and, and the players they, they possess. Greg Berhalter actually outcoached Gareth Southgate, which is crazy. Gareth Southgate didn't make the right tactical changes. You watch today, Phil Foden and mm-hmm. uh, Marcus Rashford, had they played, might have been different. Like, yeah. th- those Rashford are, are real place, players. Foden with the goal. So Gareth Southgate is the one who, who folded under the pressure. Now, in this game, yes, we got the goal. The first half looked good. We controlled the tempo. And the second half, I think we let it slip away and we defended too early on. If, if you have to defend like that and you're going to switch the tactics, let, let it be the last five minutes. Yeah. But ultimately, we, we, we're going through. And in the next game, I, I'd like to see a little bit more of Gio Reyna. I think he's probably had a little bit more time to get up to the point where we need him to, to be. And he's going to need to be massive because this is a game where – Possession matters. The ball at your yeah. feet matters. Uh, being organized matters. They're not going to really hurt you with balls in behind, but it's the Co- Cody Gakpo is a is a problem, and so yeah. being able to follow him and and make sure you have cover because those are the players that play with the ball at their feet. They like the tricks. They like the the movement. Um, so. Let's go. I'm hyped. Yeah. I, 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 let's get into our final thoughts, Charlie. Yeah. One thing before I get to my final thought was that I do wish the U.S. would have pushed for a second goal. Mm-hmm. I think that as soon as we got that one, it felt very similar um, at, at times to, to, to Wales, where less, less co- comparable to the way in which we played against Wales when we went up, but more so just like, let's not be afraid to take that risk when the time is right to get that second goal. Cause that could change everything. And obviously mm-hmm. that's, I mean, I'm, I'm preaching to the choir. It's that's, that's just a, almost a stupid thing for me to say of like two goals is a lot easier uh, to defend when, than, than one. But I do think that knowing when those moments are to take those risks are a huge important thing. But my final, my final thought for tonight was a big shout out to the Iranian national team. Uh, I thought the game, uh, the competition, 
the, the, the class, the gamesmanship of both of these teams blocked everything else out for the entire game from start to finish. Well and it was, a, it, was, it was about this game. And it was about two teams trying to get to the knockout rounds, each with their own mission to get there. Obviously, it's easy, it's easy to say because the U.S. has gone through. Um, but both teams fought to the end. Iran had their chances to tie it up, and that would have pushed them through, similarly to what we saw uh, in, in, in the Ecuador game where they tied it up and then they went down again. I mean, these are, these are battles. These are people's lifelong dreams being played out over 90 minutes uh, that, to, to continue that dream. So I just want to give them a shout-out um, and all the people that supported because I heard that, that I could only hear it um, over, over the TV here, but, but that stadium was rocking on both sides. Rocking. Um, shout-out to everybody watching the game. Shout-out to everybody who's here watching the show live, YouTube comment section. My mom and dad, I know they're on here watching, so thank you. Um, let's go. USA right here. Let's go. I like that. I like that. And listen, and as a reminder, if you haven't already, go ahead and go check our brother podcast out, House of Champions. They're doing a daily podcast throughout the World Cup. And it is a daily podcast, but they're doing it daily as well throughout the World Cup with some incredible guests. I was actually just on there uh, yesterday with with a a Champions League winner uh, in Lucho Garcia. So that was a lot of fun and Michael Hood as well. So go and check that one out. And of course, as a reminder, we're going to be coming to you guys live for our preview uh, Charlie, I, I mean, scheduling wise, we haven't even got to it because we like we got to get you know one thing at a time. You know, yes. we can't schedule the vacation because uh, we don't know what the schedule is going to be. But the U.S. is going through to the round of 16. We're super excited Crazy. about it. We're going to bring you guys an official preview, hopefully with myself, Charlie Davies and Jimmy Conrad. And until next time, shout out to Charlie. Shout out to Jimmy. Shout out to our producers. Shout out to all of you guys that join us each and every episode. We appreciate all of you. You guys make this thing what it is. You guys make this fun. We love all of your feedback, and we can't wait to keep this thing going. But until next time, we will see you guys later.